It is friends. It's Lima time time. It's episode 146. It is the first official episode of this, the most blessed baseball season of recent memory. Uh, it is also the closest episode to our, to our fifth anniversary as a, as a, as a team. Yeah. As a, as a podcast, so April 3rd, 2016. So I was, it was five years ago yesterday. Crazy. Yeah. Did no, th- no, nobody thought we could do it. Did you think, <laughs> did, I was like, did you think five years later and, and you know, we, we can talk about this, but the last year was kind of a wash as far as like podcasts go. Um, but did you think that, that five years ago, we'd, we'd still be, we'd still be doing it. I, I would say yes. All the way last year. I didn't think I would still be breathing much less, <laughs> much less doing a podcast. I, I had no, I was be, apathetic would not be the right word. I was just like, yeah, no, I didn't care about anything. So, but I, but I wasn't actively thinking like, Oh, that's the end of it. Like, so no, but I, but yeah, because it was, it's pretty good from the jump. It's yeah, no, good, I agree. It's pretty good, good podcast, and we and we had a pretty good response from the jump. So, the people that were listening were—I I don't know—I I, I felt like, yeah, I felt like that it's something that that would go and, and I don't know. I didn't—I didn't really think about when it would end. It was just like, oh yeah, we're doing this is the thing that we're doing. But it has crept up on me for sure. Yeah, no, I, and it's one of those things. Like I've already watched more regular season Astros baseball this year than I did of, of the entire regular season last year. Like, it's just sort of like, we're, we're getting towards the end of everything's still bad. I mean, let's not, let's not mince words here. Everything's still terrible. Uh, but, but the one part that's been like the most dominant, terrible thing, uh, COVID is, is sort of coming you know, for now we're the, the, the close is in sight. Uh, so there's a little bit more of a reason to be optimistic this time last year, there was no optimism whatsoever no, no. that that makes a big difference and like i think well yeah baseball wise like i came in i'm like oh i'm at, i'm excited about this season i'm pumped i went out and met some friends for uh for opening day i uh i have tickets for uh, next friday night so that's the second game nice so i'm gonna go go see what that just see what that's a, just to see what experiencing a baseball game is like again with 10,000 <laughs> fans so that'll be interesting in itself but uh, no, yeah, just you know, just paying attention and, and and watching the team, and and it seems like there's a parallel between that and then how the team played. The team was, uh, they're they're back, like they're having fun again. They're playing baseball. Like there's, it looks like all of the chips are off, gone off their shoulders. Like it's, we're back to watching the dynasty team of uh, of 2017 through 2019. Yeah, yeah, those no, guys true. are back. Um, it's also the first. This is the the first season since 2008, since the 2008 season that that I I am not blogging about about the Astros, and that is a huge weight that has been lifted. I, I, there was there was a twinge uh, opening day. I was like, eh, do I jump back into it? And I thought, nah, I made a pretty dramatic exit uh, to go back on it just because it's opening day. Um, nah, but but it's it's weird not not having to worry about. Astros County and this game ended and what crazy baseball stat can I pull out of baseball reference for, for this particular day? Uh, but it's, it's, it's fun. I, I, it's, it's fun to just like, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to watch this game. I don't have to have an angle. I don't have to be looking for anything. I'm just going to, just going to watch it. There, there's something, there's something to be said for that because like you can, 
you can love the game as much as you love the game. And like, uh, I mean, for instance, when I was doing the radio show, like there's there or, or when the weeks that we're doing our two shows, a Patreon show, a post game, as well as our regular podcast, where we're like, there's legit burnout and it has nothing to do with the thing that we're watching. It's just like, I, I don't, it could be anything we're talking about. And it's like, I just don't have the energy to do it. So that, yeah. that's to, to have added stress over something, even if you love it, doesn't mean you love it any less. It's just like, I don't, now I got, it's work, it becomes work. And you still have, you still have, you have that same, the feeling of work where it's like, I got to get this done and get this out. I got deadlines. So there's got to be some freedom there to be actually just to be enjoy, to be able to enjoy the thing that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, this feels like there's been a whole lot of just mental space and brain space that's been cleared up uh, since sort of pulling the plug on it. And 12 years is a good run for a blog. That's a good that's run. A great, that's an amazing run for a blog. So, and I was thinking about it and I, 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 I I'm going to say this and, and knowing full well that this doesn't really apply, but it, it just felt weird. Like I started that blog when I was like 28 uh, and now I'm 41. I'm like, do I want to be the 41 year old guy with like a blog? Like, is that, or I, I don't know. I, I, and like, even my wife's been like, you're kind of overplaying that a little bit. Like that's, that's yeah, not as big I, I don't a deal think, as, I think, I think that's like, the, you're applying like old school thinking to bloggers to like now, the yeah. term blogger is not pejorative. It's not like some negative thing. Like it's just somebody who's not, you know, AP an AP media member that is that is writing like that has a website. Like there's there is there are very reputable writers and media members that that would be called bloggers. So I, I think you're reading into into that some, but that's that a long time it. to be. That's a long time to be doing it. And but you took it more seriously than like I mean I blogged for a while and if I got. I got a uh, a couple of posts every week out. Then, like, then I was just oh, I was working too hard. <laughs> so, like, but so like, you took it seriously, and you ran regimented, and you had other people that were contributing, and you were putting these lists out, and you were doing these links, and you were doing this. Like, you had a thing that you stuck to that you continued to do, which is integral to uh, actually m- being successful as a blog. And it afforded you some writing opportunities and some. Yeah, some no, of the connect, yeah. some, and some connections that that helped our podcast and, and some stuff that, that you wouldn't have got otherwise. I think it's a, I think it's been a great thing. And I think you'll always be a legend for that, for that, for that. And people will miss it for sure. Overall, overall, it's, it was a it was a net positive on uh, on my life. And, you know, there's not a whole lot that's changing other than like I'm still on Twitter, like way too much. Um, and yeah, your Twitter has been crushing lately, by the way. I've been meaning to tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the show, but I'm just saying like that your, your, uh, your, your, your comedy posts have been like, they're just, they're very, they're very subtle and they're very, they're just like, they're just right there. And they're, they're just very, they're very good. I just want to say your posts have been very, very, very good. Thank you. That, that actually there, there's, and Kami and I talk about this a lot that, that there are, there are times where like, if you put something on Twitter or like the cursed website, Facebook, and only like two people react, but but they're but it, it's two people that like you respect. You're like, okay, that was that, that was good. That, I'm good. Like, oh, like yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those no, are no, saviors. Those are saviors. Like, oh, two funny people that I know like this because it's funny. It's like, yeah, that that can save a disastrous post that you thought was otherwise <laughs> just an absolute egg. Yeah, for sure. 
so it's uh yeah no it's it's gonna be a fun like it, it just it's gonna be a fun i think it's gonna be a fun year for a lot of different reasons and one of those reasons is that the astros are gonna be 162 and 0 when this is all said and done yeah i have but, no i have no proof to, to, to say otherwise and but seriously like to to come out you know, I mean, the 2020 season was was whatever it was. You know, the Astros finished 29 and 31, but but to go to Oakland and and you come out of Oakland four and zero, and and I know you know you you a four game swing can can happen in a in a well obviously in a weekend, but but to just come out and not just not just sweep the A's, but but to absolutely like destroy them from from opening day you know, through, through the, through the weekend, like that's, that's gotta, I, I think if, if, if the Astros had gone one in three, you know, I don't, I don't think it would have been doom and gloom. It would have been like, well, that's, this is what happens in Oakland. Like, this is just one of those things that that's what happens to the Astros. Um, were, are you surprised? I mean, I'm surprised by four. Like it's hard to sweep a four game series on the road. Are you surprised or no, or were no. you like, no, this is a, this is a very logical I mean, yeah. No, no, I, so I'm not surprised, but I'm not. Uh, I don't want to act like that. It was like a foregone conclusion because I, I don't know. They, they pretty much annihilated them in the playoffs, and yeah. uh, last year, and they, uh, and, and 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 you know what? As much as the Astros are good, and they put, uh, they put it all together on like everything that was good on paper came together. Like exactly how that lineup is set up to work when it's at its best came into fruition but the Oakland A's just are not good and I, and that we <laughs> preached this last year they still are not they, they just I, they, I don't know there were some crackpot sites having them picking the A's to win the division yeah and, and I, I think mean that, that's I, and that's they're not a bad they're not a bad baseball team but that's not there aren't that's Matt Chapman's fine. Olsen's fine. These aren't these aren't super superstars. I'm sorry, they're just not. No. And like if think... you go if you go star power to star power, it's it's not even comparable. And then our young guys, who are arguably as good as their superstars, you know, with the Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker's driving in all these runs, it's it, it's it's not it's not even. <laughs> it, no. And I think, I think the last couple of years of A's team, specifically like 19 and 20, I, I think they were okay in 18. I can't really remember. Uh, Cause they don't matter. Uh, if someone's like, what do you think about the A's? I'm like, I, I don't think about the A's. Um, I, th- those were, those were decent. Those were pretty good teams, but they just lost too much. Like they lost, I know Chris Davis, you know, perpetually hits 247 and whatnot, but they lost Liam Hendricks. They lost Chris chris davis they traded for elvis andrews like that's not that's not a very good team uh and i think he's our age he's my age elvis actually he's a little bit younger but he's still pretty young but i i think and we've we've said it on this podcast that oakland could have 25 or i guess 26 now but eddie goddell's up up you know on their roster and they'd still somehow win 90 games because it's just devilry uh, what Oakland does, but I think it's kind of, ca- I think it's going to catch up to them. I think the angels finish higher than the A's this year. I, I completely agree, but I mean, I can also see the, the, the scenario where the A's feed, well, which is well, the Astros and angels, right. As well. We're just going to feed on Seattle and feed on Texas Two of the, two of the legitimate worst teams in the league. Um, so they can get some wins that get some wins that way. I mean, they're not a bad baseball team, but like, there's nothing, 
there's nothing about and 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 I saw this in the postseason last year or the, the fake postseason, whatever you want to call it. Like they just don't <laughs> like does Lazardo have good stuff? Yes. Can Sean Manaya come out and pitch you a great game? Yes. But these aren't guys that you are scared of. You don't sit there and see like fuck, I gotta deal with I gotta deal with this guy's stuff. I gotta deal with I mean, and then you have Granky coming out and pitching like he does. It's <laughs> you know, if that's going to happen, then good luck. McCullers was mediocre and was still great. Did, were you surprised that McCullers was – and I can't remember – and I've, obviously since, like, I shut down Astros County, there's not a reason for me to go to astros.com every day or, or whatever. But – and I've, I've been kind of taking a break from that. Why didn't McCullers – was it just a timing thing? Why, why he pitched game three and not game two? Uh, I, think, I think they're just spreading it out maybe. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, but Chris, I mean, Christian Javier at his best, he, he just, you know, didn't have the, the best outing. I I don't have a problem with it set up like that. In fact, I well, I think it. it's we've we and we've talked about it when it was when it was Verlander Cole. Uh, that's different. The, they were two the, the same kind of pitcher, though. That's kind of I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying, but it's a little bit different. I mean, just to kind of stagger out and, or just play with it. It's early in the season. I think Dusty Baker, it might be a tinkerer. Yeah, no, and, I and think then once he finds it, he sets it in. But not that not that McCullers and Grinky are similar pitchers, but they're both going to locate and they're both going to have really good breaking stuff. Uh, and Javier is just going to pump gas at you. Like I really like the idea of of splitting up. And, and like we talked about, yeah, me we, too. We wanted Cole and Verlander. We wanted someone in between Cole and Verlander uh, for that reason. Because in a three game series, when you've got Verlander, Cole, and and just pick somebody you're you get used to I, I would imagine if you're a major league hitter you get used to 99 you know pretty pretty quickly if you've got someone like Grinky in between them who's who's painting the corners at 87 and then calls out a 59 mile an hour pitch and, and nails right. it like and then you go back to the 99 mile an hour guy like that's that that's hopeless like you you don't so I really like the idea and of splitting up Grinky and McCullers I do too and, and McCullers velocity is down like he's throwing you know, he's, he's down in the, the, the 93, 94 tops max range on his fastballs. And granted that McCullers, he throws seven different fastballs at different velocities, at different uh, velocities that he can, like if he wants to throw you a 97 when he's charged up high, he can, he can pump it up there. But he was consistently around 93, which is down. So, I mean, that that is, uh, and, and he's throwing a, a bunch of breaking stuff. I, I, I think he was just... Standard McCullers overamped, a little bit overhyped. He's a super competitor. He First just signed an extension. Season. I think, yeah, yeah, and, and he wasn't crazy wild. He got into a, a little, you know, he walked a couple of guys too much, and he had he was in a three ball counts a little bit too much. But he pitched his way out of the bunch, and uh, oh, I don't know if he went up seven strikeouts or something. Well, and I remember like, he still looked good. He still looked. You still saw that it was that McCullers was there, like that. All right, we're okay. Like he McCullers pitched well. <laughs> yeah. And and I remember there was and this was like I want to say it was like 2013, 2014 that like Dallas Keuchel's first couple of starts, his his fastball was like 88, 89. And I remember I remember putting something on Twitter and being like, "Well, this is concerning." And I I, I, it's going to sound like I'm name dropping, but, but I'm not. Cause I, I might have just totally remembered this wrong. Either drop, either it, Keich, drop the name, either Keiko himself or, or someone that, that knows Keiko way more than, than I did or do 
uh, messaged me on Twitter and be like, dude, this is normal. Like, this is just, you're getting, you're getting your legs under you from going from spring training where, you know, in spring training, you throw a couple you know, an inning, then two innings, then three innings. And then, and then you go out and, and you start the season. And that's when you need to go six or seven. Granky like does that. that Granky does the exact same thing where he's like, that, yeah, he tells you what he's doing. I'm not, no, I'm building up to this. I'm not doing spring training. I'm showing up. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. And like, and, and that's kind of the, that's why that first dominating start was, was so surprising. I mean, he was locating his pitches great, but he had to say he does, he did the exact same thing. Well, yeah. He's going to be down. You, you saw 87 mile an hour fastballs. You're like, Ugh. yeah, you hurt dude. Like, like, but apparently like it, it, it's a, it's sort of like a thing that velocity is down your first, your first couple of starts. And so I don't, I don't think we need to, I don't, McCullers doesn't is not going to top out at 93, you know, the season after coming back. I think it was by choice. I'm thinking he's trying to pace himself to go deep into the game because of his pitch count is what is yeah. would be my, would be no, my best guess point. on it. That's because he, I mean, because he talks about a lot what, you know, one of the things he likes to do is, is throw three different change-ups, three different breaking balls that, you know, one's one curveball's hard at 83, one comes back at 75, and then fastballs. 97 95 93 90 mile an hour cutter like to where like they to hit that makes it so that much more difficult so, hitting, I, I think, so his location his location is the thing that that he needs it's his location he's as unstoppable a pitcher as there is in the lake hitting a baseball is an absolute miracle like i don't know how anyone actually does it like it's it's, yeah, it's all timing perfect. so if you got three different pitches that are the same pitch off of that are all going in three different that's why Grinky's impossible. It's like you're telling me I got a I, an 88 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, I can tee up on that. But if I got to look for a, a 59 mile an hour fucking Ephus or or yeah. even just a six just a 65 mile an hour curveball, like I, I I can't you can't get settled in there and you just have you're just up there guessing. So I mean that makes him difficult from the jump. And I think that that's that's gonna that's gonna be become become big. And then you know you got Urquidy today, who was. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. That's a, I read that a story. Seems like that's who he is. Mr. Cool. Just Mr. Cool. I'm going to go do my job. Just take care of business. That, that seems to be who, who he is. From yeah. what no, I've gathered. It really is. I read, a, I read a story to go back to your grinky, like 59 mile an hour. I read a story. It was from like the, it was from like the 1950s. And I think, I think the giants had a pitcher that was similar to grinky and like the, the story around him was like his, it, like he was successful because he, he's kind of like a Jamie Moyer guy. Like his just the velocity was so different from what just old major league hitters were, were used to that there was a reporter that was like, hey, can I stand in against him and just see what it's like? And the, and the manager, uh, I think it was Leo DeRocher, was like, absolutely not. He's like, what? I mean, you know, what's the big deal? He's like, look, like you could hit a 60 mile an hour pitch like that's that's not you know, that that's not crazy for you to do it. But, you know, the guys that are up here, they're not used to that. And so if you're just a reporter standing in against this pitcher to see what it's like, and you're not used to seeing high velocity pitches, you, you, you can kind of sit on it. And it, he's like, and by, he's basically he said, like, if you take my pitcher yard, like it's going to destroy his confidence. Uh, and, and because it's just but not. It's gonna, but it is going to boost yours up and you are going to have the greatest day, maybe the year of your life. <laughs> It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be a proponent for you to do great things because you're gonna trot around the bases and you're gonna be doing the fucking ears and you're gonna be like yeah 
I take a picture of yard trying to throw me his actual pitch, like I'm just like, sorry, I, I, sir, I am bat flipping. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna bat flip. I'm gonna walk all the way around, stare you down. I'm sorry, sir. I do. I, I'm sorry. I just hit a home run off of you. Like, so I, yeah. I get why you would never let that expose him like that. Yeah. But did Moyer, Moyer never threw hard? No. So like, no. so like, so guys like like Greg Maddox. And, uh, and, and and Greg Maddox, not even as much as – like Zach Greinke was a mid-90s, 96, 95-mile-an-hour yeah. power pitcher when he came up with Kansas City. Yep. Um, so uh, to reinvent himself and, – and Maddox did kind of the same thing, which just became location and just like just being an, an expert professional pitcher. Like that's so – that's just so impressive at that level to reinvent yourself, to come up and do one thing and then become a completely different pitcher and, and, and still be at the top of your game. I, I mean, I think that that just has to be commended. Because, I mean, you can the... see it, the, the way the pitches he – like, the way he throws, when he throws fastballs, the counts, you're like, this isn't a fastball count. And he'll lock their knees. And they're looking for a breaking ball. And then he'll throw – it's just the, the – the, so, and that's, you know, that's our homeboy behind the plate too. But, like, that just yeah. – that, that approach, like, they it's, – it's really impressive to watch. It's a it's like Grinky, and I, I know we're not going to get Verlander until the playoffs, and he's going to come in and be the closer, and it's going to be freaking glorious. Um, but but Grinky Grinky has been for for quite some time like appointment television. Like it's Grinky. Like I'm I'm going to watch this. Like you just because you don't know, you don't know what you're going to see. Right. Is it right. is it one of the funniest things in in baseball, or is it? disconcerting that greg maddox looks like an accountant but is apparently was apparently one of the filthiest human beings to ever play major league baseball i didn't know he was a filthy human being like like just like the what he would say like the, the it's and i this is a terrible because i can't remember any stories but like he would just oh, like you can't say, say you can't throw that out there and not have stories i'll do i'll 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 look some up but apparently like he would just the say just like basically like he's the aristocrats or the aristocrats of uh of of major league baseball like it's just so unexpected just how actually gross greg maddox is i saw some videos of him like and throwing i uh, was throwing bp to somebody and they didn't know it was him but he was and he was talking a bunch of shit <laughs> and there was there was some hit and like i could see him talking a bunch of trash he always reminded me of matthew broderick Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got Ferris. He got Ferris Bueller face. Yeah, he totally um, does. That's exactly what. But he that looks makes like. it even better that he's sitting there just locating the change, and it's just like, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, that's that that just shows people who, I, I, I guess, people who've never really played the game and don't have a grasp on how difficult it is just to hit any pitch that you know is coming, much less these perfectly located in times where you're not expecting it. The, the strategy part of the game, like just how hard hitting a major league pitcher is. Yeah. Especially one that knows where they can put it and, and knows exactly what you're thinking. And so and it plays the chess of it, you know, and it's just like, good. I mean, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. So, so the Astros go to Anaheim, right? They start. they have a, a, a yeah. is it, it's three, it's a three game series because they have, is it two game? And then they come oh, back I, and no, because they have they have tomorrow off. So I thought it was Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They fly back here for the Thursday night opener. But that, that, I could be wrong. I could I could be yeah. I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I want to say tomorrow it's Monday. Off, but I could be wrong. 
I want to say it's Monday, Tuesday, and then like Wednesday's off, and then they have Oakland. It doesn't matter. So they have an off day this week. Um, is it is it cowardice or is it absolutely hysterical that seven of the Astros' first ten games, or and seven of the of the Angels or the A's ten first ten games uh, are against? Or it's Houston and Oakland. And Mike Fires opened the season on the 10-day injured list. Is that hilarious or is that straight-up cowardice? Just par for the course. I mean, it's to be expected. He's done this – how many series in a row has he done this where he's just like um, – and, and, you know, maybe he does have legit injuries. But even when he wasn't completely injured, he wasn't – they skipped him on the start based on the way the rotation was. Mike Fires will not pitch against this team again, no matter the scenario. And that's just – and that's just, and we should just know – and we should probably assume that that's just the case. And it's is probably that, it's probably the, probably the best thing, honestly. It's it's probably smart. Is that? Do you think that's Mike Fires, or do you think I, I don't know who the manager of the A's? An is, amalgam, an amalgam of everything. Of everything, I think. It's an AI, I, like my, this knowing, knowing does not Mike Fires, little bitch ass, he's probably talking shit like, "Let me, let me at him, let me at him." It's like, uh, buddy. <laughs> no, he probably, he probably, he probably would, would, would want to pitch and go out there just with his make a weird letter in his beard and stuff, <laughs> even though he knows he'll get rocked. So I don't, yeah, he's a snake, but I, yeah, I, I think he'd go out there and pitch. I think, I think it's just kind of understood. It might be like understood a league wide thing. Like, yeah, Mike fires does not pitch against it. We don't, we, we know what this will bring. We, these two cannot face each other under any circumstance. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was a deal under the table. And it, it could be like a Rob Manfred, like basically Manfred mm-hmm. signed a, rest, a restraining order. That's what I'm order. saying. Like it's like Mike. He's not well. We already know he's not allowed within like a hundred yards of a school, uh, but he's also <laughs> he's also not allowed to 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 face the uh, the Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah. I and the thing that made me laugh the most was that I uh, I saw that they had they had two more members of the 27 Astros than the 28 ninth or the 2021 <laughs> Astros and the stupid ass Oakland fans just booing people like Michael Brantley, just booing people that have like, Chaz McCormick, just people that have nothing. Just like, can you, if you're going to boo, can you, I mean, I, it's a lot to ask for a, uh, a fan to have, be educated in any sense, but just like, I've, can y'all no, like, there's like, y'all have more players. Like y'all are worse off. If you're talking about the cheaters, like y'all are much worse off. Like, let's talk to talk to your boys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like Oakland is the is the face of of good behavior in in baseball. Did you see who wrote the uh, the headline? I don't I don't remember. I, I wish I knew the publication because it, it made me happy. It was like, um, uh, you know, Oakland. The Oakland fans, uh, you know, embarrass embarrass Astros with <laughs> with, with 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 uh, with rains of booze, comma still lose. <laughs> just one of the great years of a headline, comma where it was just like it was just like oh yeah the uh, you know the uh, boisterous loud uh, uh, booze rain upon the Astros, comma still lose. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to ask you this, and 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 like anything else in the show, like this was not prepared in advance. I just, I just thought of it. We don't prepare anything, guys. Yeah, they know. I think they know that by now. Yeah. So this, so this is this is so. If my question is, if you could fight one of the following, who would it be and why? Would you <laughs> would you fight John Boy? 
would you fight the asterisk tour the the brendan dude whose face adorns every astros win uh, when you post that picture makes me happy (laughs) or dan clark yeah i'm gonna say neither Uh, none of them i just i don't i don't i don't i don't care I, i i don't care i think i i still continue i i i like john boy's videos I think he was a I think he was a Yankees fan caught up in the moment chasing clout. Um, I don't agree with what he did. I, I just don't I, I, I like his videos otherwise. Um, I think he would have been malicious towards any team that were any accusations. I think he was I, I don't I don't I have no problem with what he did. Um, Dan Clark is a hater. Uh, the app if I have to pick the asterisk tour guy because he's just just sucks. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. But like, I mean, like, I understand that the, the pandemic pushed everything back, but I just, that, that 2017 was so long ago that like, and, and, and this probably plays into my attitude towards it where like, I really didn't care about the, the infraction to begin with. Like we're four years removed from it. Like I, I, I don't, let's move on from it. Like hearing about it, it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, we're going to on a booing tour for thing that none of these guys did, you know, a couple of them. And it's just like, oh, okay. That, and I feel like that's how they feel about it. They're going to yeah. use it to, when we talked about this last year, we're going to use it. They're going to use it to fuel them. And now that they're having fun again, they're not depressed. Bregman, when he was hitting these home runs and before the celebration, let the booze rain down on him. He's just like, let it rain down on me. Like, let's go. <laughs> Y'all are just going to make them mad and they're going to just beat you worse. And it's going to end up better for the Astros. That's true. That's, no, yeah, no. I, I, I think but, you're exactly right. Like, I think. So, but who, point, who, who would you fight? I just, I don't have any. I just don't have any of that anger left because I think anybody still harping on it like that is number one, a little bitch. Yeah. And 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 just like and they're just grasping on to just whatever whatever they can to to keep that narrative going along. Like, I just yeah, but just reading articles about how they're yeah this this is gonna be the the punishment year and it's just like uh, we uh, we we've been de- all been dealing with a bunch of shit like the thing wasn't a big deal to begin with can we just uh, like shut up i think that's a good way to feel about it my my I, my thing with john boy is i don't like that he wants to have it both ways when he breaks something he wants to be a serious journalist and then when it backfires on him, he's like, ah, I'm just creating content here. Like, I don't, I don't like how he kind of plays. He walks Yeah, but I would do, I would do the, I do the exact same thing. <laughs> do the exact uh, same thing. If I break, if I break a story about something like the Granky signing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm in media. Yeah. I'm doing this. I cover the team. But if I say something stupid, I'm like, yeah. Or do the, pull the Altuve stunt. I'm like, yeah, I'm a clown. Like, I don't. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, so no, so like, I, 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 it's not necessarily respectable, but I, I do understand it. Yeah, no, I, he just, I, I don't know. John John Boy isn't like he's not like the, some of the Yankee fans that are against the Astros. John Boy is pro baseball and he has a good product. And like I, I do watch a lot of his videos. Um, I, I, I he's not anti Astro, he was in that instance and he was searching for a story and he was trying to get clout, but he is not like got it. it's not in it's not in his villain blood to where he's like, I will take down these. Astros, no matter what, I I I think he's more rational than uh, people give him credit for. But I mean, I'm 
again, I'm not pro John Boy. I just I, I don't think he's he's not a villain. I think he was just somebody that was a proponent of that story during that time, and it, it, and it wasn't that. fair. And, and it wasn't fair. And he was uh, and he was wrong with the buzzer thing. But it, uh, if you put yourself in in some of those other people's shoes, um, every conspiracy theory is an option. Yeah, yeah, that that tattoo thing is absolutely a buzzer. And um, <laughs> if we were in the, if we were in the opposite situation, we would all be at least entertaining everything that he said. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I feel like the asterisk tour guy is trying to pull a John Boy. Like I think he saw what John Boy did, and he's tr- he's trying to achieve that. It's contrived. It's contrived. It's very con. And now he has like a, a baseball newsletter, and and he that's what that's. He was writing a book, wasn't he? He did write a book, I think, about oh. the Cubs. About the Cubs. Um, the Dan Clark, like I I would one hundred like he's not trying like and and especially when when you have legitimate journalists like Britt Giroli or however however you pronounce her last name. Um, yeah. And, and you have multiple media members be like, oh, yeah, no, I remember Dan Clark when he had like a blog and he would just take what we had written and say he had a scoop uh, and use that to like promote, you know, his his journalism, you know, chops or whatever. Uh, like, that I feel you like all you need to know. Yeah, I, I would want. And for that reason alone, much less that that he'll turn everything he can into an Astros thing. Uh, I, I would I would be willing to spend a night in jail. Uh, to 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 meet Dan Clark in an alley. I'll agree with that. I'll go. I'll go with you on that. Also, don't think yeah, a jury that, would convict. If I, if I did it in Harris County, no jury would convict. No, they would they absolutely would not. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're 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 probably right because there's like there's the snake element of that, and that's just. Uh, I mean, I've seen so many different other team accounts come around and be like uh can, can we can we can we drop the whole scandal thing like like this happened a long time ago like i i'm sick of hearing it like the astros are clearly good they continue <laughs> to be good like can we just like can we move on like it's not um and that's one of the few rare rational rational people but but i i do see that and i'm just like shout out to you buddy like yeah we don't Nobody wants this to keep going on, no, including Manfred and baseball, which we, means we should probably prolong it. But yeah, yeah, they're yeah, never going to release that. Uh, I don't know. It's just been so long ago, and I know it just dropped in 2020, so it was like or 2019 was it 2019 2019 late right before, 2019. Yeah, late of 2019. So I mean, like, I do understand that there's some time difference, but like, what we're talking about was a long time ago and these guys have not been doing it for a long time and they've played at the top level of baseball for a you know a couple of years since then yeah and uh I, I, yeah i don't know i'm just just, just sick of it yeah all right what else you got jordan you alvarez good? jordan alvarez legend yeah uh, it's going to continually be, it, it will forever be hilarious that the Astros acquired him from the Dodgers for Josh Fields. That will always be funny. Yes. Cause imagine the Dodgers with Jordan Alvarez, like the Dodgers are a good team. Like I hate them. Uh, I don't hate them. And, I hate and them. They, and they I, don't I, need, they don't need them, but I, I hate, I do hate Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor and Justin Turner. I do not hate Clayton Kershaw. Um, 
I think Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers of this generation and needs to be seen as such. And his his postseason failures are overblown. And and it because it I agree. fits in there. I agree. I'm a big Kershaw guy too. I don't I don't hate Bellinger. I don't like I don't like him just because it looks like he's on heroin and listening to Sublime every day. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh Chris Taylor, very much on board with there's a bunch of them that that uh and they got rid of what's his name that's what he was now an angel, right? Our our boy Jock. Is he? I, I can't see didn't, didn't he go to Anaheim? I don't know. So yeah, so I but, like, I just uh, – yeah, the Dodgers, they have the thing against us, but I, I almost feel like it's like a uh, – It's contrived. Like, they're so good. Well, yeah, they're but, so but I'm good, trying to think of, like, the rivalry. Like, they're – all they talk about is us. And it's just like – yeah, I don't – we played them in the World Series, but I don't have any hate for the Dodgers. So, like, anything they bring upon, you're making me respond with hate. Like, I do not – y'all aren't rivals. I don't care. Like – uh we play you in the World Series, so like they're like they're like forcing a rivalry. They're like, um, well, they they won. They're like they're, like they're like Texas. They're like Texas and A and M with A and M going to SEC. Like you better play us. <laughs> like yeah. just yelling. It's like no, we're gonna we're gonna go do this. Like we we don't really care. It's that's thank you though. Um, I, I don't know. I I just don't. I, I I don't care enough. I they're the the Dodgers are probably going to win the pennant. They're very good. They're, it's going to be tough. They got some good teams out there. I feel I like I feel like the Dodgers are so good that they have to find that external motivation, like to drive them. Like oh, remember what happened to us in 2017? Like they the, but if like it's the difference in them. I the, the Dodgers could legitimately win 117 games this year. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility. And and so when you know you're that good, like you have to find some sort of external uh, chip to put on your shoulder rather than like just go out yeah. and play the game every day. And I feel like I that's agree. kind of what the Astros are like. No, the Astros are like, no, we're going to, we're going to come out today and we're going to beat you today. And we're going to go back to the hotel. And then we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to beat you tomorrow. And, and the, the sort of, and maybe, maybe it's the same, like you, maybe the, the desire to prove that, that they didn't really have to do the trash can thing and that going 29 and 31, you know, in 2020 was, was a fluke, but, and maybe that's the same thing as like creating a fake enemy. Uh, but it, it just, like, I just, I just don't, but I, again, going back to the question, like how good would the Dodgers be if they had Jordan Alvarez uh, in their lineup? Like that's, that's insane. Well, that's that's a question about. for every team. I, I mean, I think, I mean, just seeing some of the, the numbers they were displaying, you know, over the weekend with um, him passing Ted Williams and, um, you know, 88 RBIs over, over the first uh, official 92 games and only 92 like, games. Yeah. Like, yeah. 92 games. O only, you know, six away from fucking Joe DiMaggio <laughs> and like, like to be like, and then that goes along with him hitting 315, hitting 30 home runs in these first, these first games, like uh, yes. And the injuries, but then coming back and just, you know, he missed, the first double he hit was, I mean, just missed a home run and then yep. comes back and crushes. Like, he, the guy can not only hit – he has power for days, but the guy actually is a hitter. Well, yep. uh, beat the shift and just hit a line drive in left field through, through the gap. Just – I mean, uh, he's absolutely an X factor. And uh, you, you throw that in with Kyle Tucker, and it's just like – 
this team, you know, barring Michael Brantley's okay, which I'm I'm assuming he is, but I don't I don't want to assume too much. Yeah. Like there, my phone's falling. Um, oh, good. It's all right. It's just inertia. Starts in motion, <laughs> stays in motion. No, I mean there. I mean, you got the, the our biggest grievances last year was that they well, they weren't having fun at all. They looked miserable. The fun is back. Uh, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. Yep. Already, uh, and then Michael Brantley, of course, is professional hitter as always. I mean, I don't. It, 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 and then look, the production from guys like Jason Castro hits a big home run today. You get uh, Miles Straw is contributing. Guys like this, like, that's what makes a team into a juggernaut. Yep. It's when it's designed to, you know, the lineup is staggered out before it flips over, and these guys are getting on base and they're scoring runs, and they're, uh, you know, Altuve's scoring on the pop-up and short. Yep. Like, that, that's that's a flex. That's saying we're back in, we're back in shape, and, and I'm, we're playing aggressive baseball, and we're going to try to win, like, that that was an absolutely incredible. Yeah, that was. That I don't was, think it got us enough run, like uh, just in the ether as as I thought it deserved. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that, like because I saw I, I saw, I I think I saw the play on Twitter, and I was like, wait, wait a second. And I think I watched it like two or three times. Be like, wait, what happened? Like it was no, because I thought he was running from second. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. So I was talking about from third. Was it infield fly rules or some weird rule? I couldn't understand it either. Yeah. Well, he, so, but he just took like a nonchalant catch. I mean, it, it does make sense. And then you got to get in a throw motion. And you're on your back foot from, you know, you know, from behind behind the infield. And he's fast. And he ran like it was like 30 point something seconds. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. but just the, the, to do that, it's just like, hey, I'm back. Like, yep. Doing leadoff hitter things. I, I don't know. So, I mean, I can't, couldn't, couldn't be more excited. So, all right, you got anything else? Are we good? No, no. I, I mean, I think I mean I could go on and on about how how great we're gonna be. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna no, be just the excitement's back and like anybody who listened to any of our episodes last year where we were just lamenting everything <laughs> and uh, yeah. some of our politically driven uh, episodes, which I I do argue were great. Yeah, no, they were they were fantastic, but they don't fit into the yeah. We're but we're we're back to we're back to the uh, yeah. Some of the times where we were just like, yeah, everything's good. Can't really complain. Everything's pretty tight. Things should be good. But we'll uh we'll check back in this um this week and see what's going on. But uh and I'll give a report from from Minute Maid. But no, it's it's gonna be back. It's we're gonna we're gonna win the World Series this year. I, I, think I don't, so. I'm not scared of anybody in the AL. We're winning the World Series. And I I have a lot of thoughts on Lana Del Rey that I need to get off my chest uh, for Ooh, the next. I can't episode. I can't wait to hear this. It's a good teaser next week. Yeah yeah yeah. Love you, man. It's good good to be back. Hey, I love you too. Yeah, we're back. We're we're officially back. Oh, that's so this is just so exciting. All right, perfect.